This is Cheer Up Babe, the podcast, where people come and listen to get their week started off right, okay? You know, babe, I don't really know, but it's going to be a happy Monday regardless. Let's start this episode. Hello, Cubs. Welcome to episode 44 of Cheer Up Babe, the podcast. I am your host, Vincent James Julio. Babe, it's time. Long wait. Long wait. We've been waiting around for this one, and without further ado, Mads, what do we got to do? Buy merch, bitches. Wow, I really made that guitar riff trail off for a very, very long time there at the end. Probably should have just cut it at buy merch, bitches, but, I, you know, I digress. We Hindsight's twenty twenty. We learn everything we need to learn on the back end, and I learned that when I do this sound drop, Buy merch, bitches. Probably should have cut it right there. Probably should have cut it right there, but it continued on for three more seconds. Oops. Like with most of my sound drops, oops. Right? So, um, Happy Monday Drop is live. It's on and popping. You can go to the link in the Instagram, Cherry Bay Podcast on Insta. You can go to the Twitter. Can't remember what the Twitter was called. Uh, it's a shop. Here's the deal. Look, it's a Shopify, a Shopify fucking uh, name for the website name, because here's the deal. Didn't want to buy a donate domain name yet. Okay. Wanted to rack up a little bit more money in the store. Then I'll buy a domain name. I did own a domain name for cheer up, babe, which it's like, why wouldn't you just try to get like cubpodcast.com or cheerupbabe.com why wouldn't you just my first option when i was doing the search was i typed in cheerupbabethepodcast.com which is so fucking long to actually type out right and then i made a new store and now we're in a new store and it's through shopify and it's fucking rad and i love it and i'm rocking the fucking this is the cheapest thing we own this is the cotton bella canvas whatever triple spun fucking blend thing that they were talking about and this is the happy monday drop baby and it's because we get this week started off right and any day can be a fucking happy monday all right everybody and their fucking mother likes to get all pissy about monday like it's like it's uh it's fucking i gotta get my life started again oh no it's a gonna be a good day you get to start your week today and you get to fucking kick it off right on a pop and probably by listening to this podcast cheer up babe all right. So you can go, you can find, there's links everywhere, but it's like juliopodcasts.myshopify.com. It, that's what the actual domain is, but there will be a better domain in about two weeks once I just purchase a new domain name. Because I didn't want to do that from the jump, but I wanted to get it out there. And really, the only people that have had access to the entire merch drop have been people that follow the Instagram. And that's why it's little bonus points. If you follow the Instagram, you get the inside scoops. You get the inside scoops on clothing drops and you get the inside scoops on fucking my daughter, what she looks like when she points. And she sa- and she goes like, you get the inside scoops. You get to see what that looks like visually as opposed to looks like audio, audioly. You know what I'm saying? All right, dude. Uh, let's talk about something. Um, you're going to learn things about me that you don't like. Okay, just like when we just like when you hang out with anybody for longer than a fucking 
second you start learning like oh i don't really love that part i don't really love that part about that person uh you've been listening to me for, for this is your 44th fucking episode that's over 44 hours babe all right straight of just fucking incoherent babble um so you've already learned you've already figured stuff out about me and you've learned things about me that you're like i don't love that part but we're gonna look over it because sometimes he makes me giggle well let's go over another thing that you're gonna fucking hate about me but hopefully on the back end of this conversation it works out this is the hardest episode that i've ever recorded all right this one is really really tough for me uh, so normally when I record a podcast, I'm caffeinated out of my brain and a little something that you guys might not have known is I also have nicotine just coursing through my veins. All right. Cause your man's is a dirty pile of shit and he chewed, chewed, notice the past tense for 14 years. All right. I started chewing when I was 15, my freshman year of high school wrestling season. I started chewing. I started chewing because all of the seniors grabbed all of the freshmen on our first trip. Our first trip where it was like, hey, we got to take the bus and it's going to be overnight. And then bada bing, bada boom. It's like, oh, this is exciting. You're in high school now. This is the big kids shit. You're, you're, you're riding with the team to go to a tournament. This is going to be so cool. Everybody back to the fucking bus. Okay. So you listen to the seniors, AKA your team captains that you're supposed to look up to. And you go, Oh, I wonder what game we're going to play. I'm sure this is going to be fun. Cause based off of the last month, I just really, really like these guys a lot. Not really, of course, naturally, cause pieces of shit, but they brought us to the back and they fucking, had all of us little freshmen, all of us like 110-pound little fucking freshmen, they pulled our lips out and packed chews into our lips, and he said, everyone has to keep a minute till one of you pukes. And here's the thing about your mans, I just liked it, okay? I just was a fan. I, I got a fucking nicotine head rush, and I laid back on that seat, and I remember it was nighttime, and the, the street lights that are like on the freeways next to overpasses and shit like that were just whizzing by. And I had a little bit of the spins going, but not so much that I thought I was going to puke. And I just went, this is my thing now. Because here's the thing. When you wrestle, obviously you got to cut a lot of weight, right? That means that you have to skip some fucking meals, right? And chewing is a stimulant and it suppresses your appetite, yada, yada, yada. It's kind of a perfect fucking, what's it called? What's it called? What's it called when the clouds are cloudy? What's it called when the clouds are gray? Storm. It's a perfect fucking storm. I quit Tuesday, okay? I'm on day five of not chewing. And when you quit nicotine after doing it for 14 years, I relied on it for everything. Like, it was it was entangled in, like, every single aspect of my life, pretty much. Had to take shit. Better throw a chew in. You know? Oh, am I driving for over 25 seconds? Better fucking pack a lipper you know oh am i going to open my eyes and start my day better fucking hammer it up baby you know i'm trying to get i'm trying to rip some fucking lips give me a fucking hammer you know what let's double horseshoe it i'm feeling wild all right so that was your man's and uh when i would do things that required a lot of energy aka this podcast i would throw a zin pouch in which is just a nicotine salt replacement and bada bing bada boom 
I stay nice and energized through an entire podcast. Now you guys know my secret, but here's the deal. I'm done. All right? I'm done. And I'm done for no other reason other than my daughter uh, handed me my can of chew. And so it's dada. And I was like, that's it. You know? It's one of those things. So, like, like being raised the way I was raised, uh, a coach's kid and an athlete and stuff like that, um, you get this weird relationship with your own brain. You get this weird relationship with how you view things that are happening in your life. Everything is kind of happening to you um, in spite of you in terms of I should have control over everything. Right. Because I am the fucking master of my own fate. Right. That's how that's how my upbringing made me feel. I was like, I'm the master of my own fate. I, I can have to control everything. So I control every step of the way. So when you in when you insert something like chewing that suddenly that has a hold over me. And I always hated that part. I always hated the fact that, oh, if I want to start my day, I have to have a chew. And if I don't have a chew, my day is going to be ruined. That has a hold over me. That has a control over me, right? That sucks. That's not fun. And then I did that for 14 years. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it took my daughter correlating me with a can of chew for me to go, well, that's it. So when you quit nicotine, here's what happens. You enter this. Did you guys watch Get Out? Get Out, the guy by fucking Kean Peel who did like the funniest skits of all time. And on, uh, I think MTV, and then uh, just puts out some of the best fucking thriller movies of our generation. You know that. So he put out Get Out, and already fucking forgot why I brought up that movie up. Here's what happens, dude. Okay, here. Oh, I go to the sunken place, right? So the first three days of no nicotine, you go to like the sunken place. I swear to God, it's the weirdest fucking thing. There's this cloud over your eyes, and you feel like you are observing yourself from about three feet back inside your own brain i can't fucking describe it any other way the only people who know that i'm not talking about are the people that have had nicotine addictions like me you feel like you're observing from fucking three feet back but it's three feet back within your own fucking head so you can't even remember like what conversations you had or anything because really the only driving thought that is happening to you 24 7 is a i wish i could just sleep this off but you're at work so you got to function and b boy really wish i had a chew right now because it's fucking it gets it's like it's like the symbiote on venom aka spider-man aka such a fucking dork i know but it just it's entangled in you in so many different ways in so many different parts of your life, it's hard to fucking quit. I'm not going to lie. But I'm also the type of person where I was like, oh, your daughter just is old. And I mean, she's 16 months old. She doesn't understand what chewing is, right? But she already correlates it. She already correlates that little fucking can of Grizzly Wintergreen with, oh, that's dad's. And I was like, nope. Nope. So three days you're in a fucking sunken place cloud and you don't remember a single conversation you've had and it's really, really hard to be nice. Um, and then the fourth day it starts getting easier and I am on the fifth day, I think, right now and I feel fine. I don't feel energized. That's the difference. I don't feel energized or ready to fucking rock and roll, but I feel fine. And I was really interested to see how this episode was going to go.
um, nervous as shit. But I felt like part of me didn't want to admit it. Okay, babe. Part of me didn't want to even let you guys know what was going on with Papa Bear. I was just going to fucking record and have it be kind of low energy and have it probably not be that very exciting. Great sentence. Having a brain aneurysm. And just fucking put it out and then people just be like well that was weird and little do you guys know i'm detoxing from fucking nicotine like a loser but i'm a quitter i'm a fucking quitter babe i'm a quitter not a spitter hey (laughs) girls there's a little fun fact we ask Okay, you know how you guys like talk about like dick size and stuff. Like, how was he? How long did he last? What was? What did it look like? Was it good? Was he romantic? Was he too aggressive? He seems like the type that would be too aggressive. Was he nice? Was he sweet and gentle? Did he caress your lower back? Oh my god, he picked you up. Oh my god, was he big? Like those? You know how you guys talk about those questions? We go, did she swallow? We that's what we ask. That's what that's you know that's the fucking. When we're when we're hanging out, I just give you guys little inside looks to the fucking locker room every now and then. You know, I give you guys little inside fucking peeks on what it's like in the locker room. Now, you half of you already knew. Half of you could have a, a, expected like, oh, I bet when you guys ask about head, you ask two things. One, how fucking aggressive was she? And two, does she swallow? Those are the two things that we ask. All right. And now your man's does neither because he's a quitter. All right, he just stopped halfway through. I just blue balls the rest of my life, okay? Because I'm not a spitter anymore. I'm not gutting shit, and I, I'm just quitting in the middle of it. I'm just quitting before. I'm just quitting while I'm ahead, really. <laughs> I'm quitting before it gets too fucking off the rails, and I end up with a mouth that I don't like. <laughs> I don't want people to see me in a certain way, so I'm just stopping right now. You know what I mean? I don't want to get a rep. I don't want to start gutting it and then get a rep and then like not be able to dig myself out of a hole. Like I'll be too far down the road. So I'm just stopping while I'm ahead so that people don't have anything. (laughs) I'm making comparisons to girls that suck a lot of dick. Okay. I just correlated. This is why you listen to this podcast. Okay. You listen to this podcast because we can take something as harmless as like finally quitting a nicotine addiction to, hey, she sucks a lot of dick. There's a correlation. And that's episode 44 of Cherry Bear the Podcast. Okay. That's why you listen. You listen because we learn. Okay. You listen because after you leave, after you shut this podcast off, you go, I feel smarter. You know, I just listened to VJ for an hour. I feel like a smarter human being. Not because of what I heard, but in comparison. (laughs) But don't worry. Just hold on with me for the ride because I'm sure for a couple weeks it is going to be a little bit fucking weird um, on old Cheer Up Babe the podcast. Because I got to say, that's the hardest thing is the energy level is low while my brain is clearing of the nonsense does that make sense jesus christ wrap it up first of all mats i'm opening my heart and soul right now so if this is hard for me this is this is listen i'm being very emotionally open right now this is hard for me to talk about this is something that i would quote as saying that i'm not proud of okay something that i'm not proud of that i'm having trouble Jesus Christ, wrap it up. It's so fucking insensitive, dude. I'm really trying to have a fucking heart-to-heart moment with the Cubs and just express to them that this is important. Okay? 
that this is an important thing, an important change that I made in my life. And if it's, but it might affect the next couple of weeks of the episodes because I don't know what it's going to do to my energy levels. Okay. Is that fine? Is that fine? Jesus Christ, wrap it up. All right, I'll wrap it up. Moving on. Now let's talk about some shit that, like, obviously nothing happened this week other than my brain was trying to fucking clear itself of nicotine. Um, But what happened today is I'm fucking pissed okay got so fucking mad and aggressive today and i don't I'm not i'm not gonna try to project the madness and the aggression onto you okay i'm not gonna try to bring you down with me but dude woke up this morning to an email that canceled my tattoo appointment that i had today i was supposed to be under the needle for eight hours today eight hours i was like oh my god so much room on my arm is gonna get taken up i'm so fucking excited i'm gonna be first of all a so fucking sexy to my wife, right? Because she likes tattoos. I like tattoos. I'm like, oh, we're going to get that confidence up. And I'm about to be so fucking sexy for my wife, right? And then obviously that got canceled. And then be um, so fucking excited, okay? If you get tattoos, you know it's like a fucking adult version of Christmas, When it's time to get a fucking new tattoo, you have it scheduled out, you have it planned, you're ready to go, your appointment time is set, you've paid the fucking, what's it called, where you prepay money, just a little bit, just a little percentage of it, and they hold your spot for you, what's it called, deposit, you get your fucking deposit, and you're just like, bang, bang, boom, this is adult Christmas, oh my god, tomorrow I get to get my new tattoo, and then they email you and say, sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but you're not getting tatted today, I feel sick you you know what i'm saying but i like i get it a i understand b fuck you bro all right so fun excited dude look up gustav klimt's um the family just go ahead and give me a quick little google search on that and that is what's going on your man's bicep next to his hercules and his icarus tattoos Okay, so you've seen the arm tattoo so far. There's space in the front all along the bicep, and Gustav Klimt's the family is going right on that motherfucking bicep. And how fucking cool would that have been if I would have been able to sit down and fucking chit-chat with you about the fucking tattoo experience I had today, but I didn't, and instead we just went to Cabela's. Now, we did go to Cabela's. It was so fucking cute because your man's had to get a camo coat, all right? Um, reasoning TBD, I suppose, but it was a gift card. You're supposed to buy a camel coat, bought a camel coat. So, but at this Cabela's, there's so many fucking animals, dead ones. All right. <laughs> I, I don't mean to burst your fucking bubble, but there's so many animals, dead ones around the entire building. Like I imagined, um, like one of those really sensitive PETA people just walking into this retail store. I just imagine them walking into this Cabela's because it was the most dead animals I've ever seen in a fucking room or a Walmart. It's like Walmart-sized Cabela's. It was fucking huge. I imagine a PETA person walking in there and having a full-blown mental breakdown. And I, I don't know. That made me giggle a little bit. And then I imagine like the all that would happen is like they'd be having their mental breakdown and then the Cabela's people would have zero remorse and they would just murder them and stuff them and put them in the display next to the polar bear. You know what I mean? 
that's what I thought of today. That's what I think of when I'm a little bit fucking pissy when I get my tattoo canceled. I think of PETA people being murdered and stuffed and putting up for display in a retail store. That's what I think of when I'm a little bit pissy. But there's this one section of like all the taxidermied animals and it's the African ones. And there's like lions taking down a water buffalo and shit. And there's like, you know, there's warthogs. We got Timon and Pumbaa, the whole fucking clan up there. We got the hyenas. It's really fucking cool. It's really, really, really fucking cool. But unprompted. So we let Gracie girl walk around to burn off some of the steam right next to the gun section. So she was safe. And she's like walks into this little taxidermy area where the African section is. And the two lions are like they they have him in full snarl attack mode, attacking this wildebeest. And she goes, no, bad puppies. <laughs> and we were like, what? She's like, bad puppies, bad puppies. And dude, as cutest thing, how... it, it doesn't matter what end. It doesn't matter what side of this you're on. It, whether you're the side of like, fuck yeah, trophy hunting is the best. I fucking, the only thing I want to do is kill a lion, preferably with my bare hands. Or if you're the person that's like, the majestic creatures would still be out on the range if it weren't for the horrific hands of man just implanting itself into it. I don't care what side you're on. If a fucking 16-month-old walks up to them and goes, bad puppies, you're going to fucking smile. Okay, because that was the cutest shit of all time. She did, of course, walk up to the fucking warthog, which, by the way, I have not seen that many warthogs in fucking person. I didn't know they look like that. They look scary as shit. But she was like, I was like, that's a warthog. And she goes, and I was and I was like, warthog, trying to get her to say warthog. And she just pulled a 180 and went and pointed at the lions again and said, bad puppies. And she's not wrong. They are. That is bad. You know, like we're in a fucking public area. People are shopping. People are trying to pick out fucking machetes and camo vests. And you, you're just going to eat a fucking warthog in front of everybody. That's bad fucking puppy. Shape up. Have some decorum. Also, how come every guy at fucking Cabela's look like his name's Craig? You know what I mean? Craig or Greg, one of the two. Not any other name, but other than Craig or Greg, and they all are already wearing an entire outfit that was already bought from Cabela's in the past. They, Every single guy only looks like that. You know? It's always flannel and jeans, okay? And or a vest. And 100% they bought it from the exact store that they are currently shopping in at a previous date. They don't go anywhere else. And they smell like beef jerky and not loving their kids. That's what they smell like. I guess that's not fair. They don't smell like not loving their kids. They smell like not capable of showing emotional connection with their kids. They love the shit out of their kids, but they love the shit out of their kids in the way that their dad loved their kids, which is give me a beer. Oh, my God. When you do things like that, it makes me so proud of you. Every other moment of your life, you're a fucking embarrassment. Love you. And it's like, thanks, Dad. I'm not going to have a fucking complex and or stay at my fucking hometown until I die because I feel like I'm not worth anything else. Love it. But that's the entire era of Craig and Greg at Cabela's all fucking day long. Also, my family, so fucking cute. Gracie, just soaking it up. She's such a fucking, I almost said wench. 
Goddamn nicotine free brain. I almost said a fucking wench. What's the word that's kind of like wench? That means that she's just like sh- a schmoozing it up. She's just waving at everybody. She has Craig and Greg that haven't fucking shown an emotional goddamn sliver in the last 39 years of life just fucking melting in the palm of their hand because she goes, hi, and waves at them and just keeps waving until they wave back. Like, she is she is the confidence that I aspire, that I aspire to have. You'll, like, fucking say what's up to somebody and then they'll ignore you and or not hear you and you just kind of put your head down and keep going, right? That's what we do. Right? We just kind of go, ah, fuck, I missed out on that. You don't go, hi. And then you just keep waving. And then you intensify your eye contact. You don't break a single rhythm with your hand. You just keep fucking waving. And then they look at you and then they see you waving and you're still in that cheesy, hi, smile. Obviously, they're going to wave. Because you just put out so much fucking confidence that you made them feel weird. That's what my daughter does at 16 months old. She's like, oh, no, I'm waving at you. And I'm going to keep waving at you until you fucking wave back, Greg Craig. Okay. And I'm not standing for any ignoring. I'm going to make my dad double back. I will look over his shoulder and make him turn the fuck around. And we will circle back. Get your in your front view, and I'll fucking start from square one again, Craig. Greg, I'll be like, hi, and I'll wave. I'll fucking slather the cuteness on like butter over a fresh slice of Texas toast. I know you like that, Craig slash Greg. I know that you're all fucking about it. So I'm gonna take my cuteness and I'm gonna deep fry it. And serve it on a stick at a fair. Because I know that's what you like to eat, Craig Greg. I'm going to take my cuteness and I'm going to fucking put a broadhead on it. And I'm going to get a fucking $1,200 compound bow and fucking right down the pipe. Because I know that's how you want it. Hi. That's my daughter. All I'm saying is I wish that I was as confident as my daughter. Really got fucking sidetracked there. Struggling a little bit. Okay, babe, listen. Okay, now you get it. All right, we're 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 all on the same fucking page in terms of why. I, I, can you tell how fucking nervous I was to record this episode as basically a different fucking person? Basically a different fucking person, but it's okay. So, but whatever. That was just me being fucking insecure. And I'm, not, and I'm over it. We're, explanations are done. Out the fucking window. So, Let's let's talk about how genuinely excited I am about the fucking merch drop, though. Dude, the Happy Monday release is so bad ass. I'm wearing the T-shirt right now, okay? You And I was not lying to you, babe. You have fucking fanny packs. You have the, my favorite article. My favorite article is a pastel tie-dye shirt with the Happy Monday uh, Cheer Up Babe logo on it. Okay, if you want to check it out, I mean, you could check it all out in the store. Just follow one of the links. There's going to be links in the show notes. There's going to be links on Instagram. There's going to be ways that you can find it. And then eventually in a couple of weeks, I'm just going to buy a domain name and you're going to be able to see right where to go. Now, one thing that's really cool about this, though, is that these are made to order. This is a made to order merch drop. So after you purchase it, give it a few extra days to 
be produced okay it's not just sitting on the fucking it's not sitting on my fucking shelves like the hoodies were where it's just like a whole hassle mess it's made to order so give it a few extra days and be patient and here's the deal i have the i have the list of every single thing that's getting sent out once it's purchased i i get to see where things are going my first order by the way i put this shit i put this shit out today the day that I'm recording this, I dropped it on the Instagram because I just wanted to see five minutes in. First of all, OG Blood Cub now, straight up OG Blood Cub from fucking Scandinavia. We've talked about her in the past. We're talking about her now. Aya is the first one to drop a fuck. She bought a fucking hoodie. And yeah, we have hoodies. I wasn't even planning on having hoodies. And then I saw what hoodies were available for me to do with the merch drop and they're the super duper comfy wumpy fucking what's it called with the fleece but it's like the crazy comfy fleece i can't even remember the title but it's like yeah i have one of those hoodies and we're definitely getting cub merch with those dude i'm just i'm stoked over the merch drop i'm so glad we didn't go with Redbubble, and i'm so glad that we have the options that we have right now you can do your masks if you want um, and it just says happy Monday on it with the cheer up babe in the middle. I mean, yeah, you just wear that shit weekly and people be like, it's not Monday. And you'd be like, you're a miserable fucking brick cheer up. And they'll be like, okay, I get it now. I get it now. And then they'll get on and they'll buy stuff. But I'm just, I'm genuinely so excited. So rock that merch, babe. I'm fucking so stoked. I'm so stoked. But one thing with the list that I get to see of everyone buying it is I am going to, um, randomly select one every five orders for me to just mail you something special. So one in every five orders is going to get something special in the mail, uh, not at the same time as your merch drop. It's going to be a separate thing special from me that uh, you don't get to know until you get it because it's a surprise thing. It's something cool that I've been holding on to that I'm like excited to disperse to the Cubs. So um, for the first 100 orders every one in every five orders, completely random. Not every fifth fucking order, but one in every five orders is going to get something special from me. So if you want to be one of those first hundred orders, jump on. And uh, orders are filling up extremely rapidly so far. I mean, we're shipping to Denmark, babe. All right. We're also, we're going to Texas. We're going to Oregon. Or as everyone in fucking Minnesota pronounces it, Oregon, Oregon, Oregon. I think they pronounce it Oregon, and I'm like, this isn't small soldiers, okay? This isn't the Gorgonites, all right? This is not Oregon. This is fucking, it's Oregon. It's Oregon. Don't say Oregon, or I'm going to make you Oregon from the fucking face of the planet. bothers me so bad. Also, they say Spokane, Spokane, and I'm like, you're so fucking Midwest, and I'm just... It's like when people pronounce Boise, Boise, and I'm just like, you're so out-of-towner loser, okay? But hey, that's a little tidbit for you. If you're ever visiting those places, don't say Spokane. Don't say it. But I just gave you the inside scoop. One thing I wanted to talk to you about is let's talk about like in the, in the essence of a good human being, okay? Now, that sounds super fucking meta, meta just talking about pronouncing words, and I said meta, meta. It's super fucking meta concept to talk about the concept of a good human being or the concept of a well-structured human being. Now, I'm in, a, I'm in a job right now where it's, it's very, very um, 
for lack of a better term, alpha male vibes. Okay, you have to to get along. You got to go along, and you got to be able to hold your own. Here's one thing that I've learned: being a quote alpha male, which I fucking hate that term. Okay, because now it has like this whole connotation of uh, an alpha male is a fucking douchebag asshole. Which it's like, oh, if you're talking about the YouTuber alpha males, yeah, babe, those guys suck dicks probably literally but they're suppressing it but an actual person the actual definition of it is just a confident person okay so you just got to be confident in who you are like me my i'm i'm rocking that camp counselor energy babe i'm rocking that fucking i love you know what i fucking am known for liking taylor swift okay I'm known for that. I have an I Heart TS shirt that I wear fondly. When I was managing a CrossFit gym back in Idaho, I was known for my love of Taylor Swift. How fu- Everyone's fucking dork, okay? Including your fucking mans, all right? Now, Taylor obviously re-recorded the Red album. So proud of her. <laughs> Just- I said so proud of her so genuinely, and it made me mad at myself. But I also fuck with good music is good music. But my point is, is that you just got to be comfortable with who you are and own that shit. And you're going to fit in fine with any sort of like people constantly trying to prove themselves. There's this like air where it's like, oh, don't say the wrong thing. It's like, no, say what you want to say and say it confidently. And you're going to be in that fucking alpha male mentality and i've been doing that for the last six months i went into this new job i was a little bit nervous i talked to you guys about it in terms of like i'm gonna have to re-engage that like wrestling room locker room talk in order to kind of keep up so that you don't end on the bottom of the pole of the hierarchy every room you walk into you don't want to be at the bottom of the fucking pool but really that just comes down to being confident in who you are And I'm confident as fuck in the fact that I wear a fake fucking chain and have a podcast. I own that shit, baby, because it's fun. I like to be, I like to be a fucking goofball. I like to be not so fucking quirky that it's like my whole personality where it's like, I'm just weird. I fucking hate those people. The people that are like, I'm just, I, what can I say? I'm silly. I'm just saying like, no, I'm just like, I'm not wearing fucking camo. All right. It's not God's guns, family Trump for me or whatever the fuck <laughs> that order was on the back of that guy's truck that, from a few episodes ago. But I talked to you guys about how I was a little bit nervous. And one thing I've learned over the last six months is, oh, no, I'm just going to keep being me. And that's the fucking coolest thing that you can be now. Circling back to I'm known for my Taylor Swift knowledge when Taylor Swift took a fucking another the seventh. 90 degree turn of her career and she dropped the folklore album now your man's had it on a loop now this is kind of talking in the past but i remembered it today while jordan and i were driving to fucking cabela's to hang out with the craigs and the Gregs. one of the songs from the taylor swift folklore album popped on and i got fucking smacked in the face with this memory of when the album first dropped and my wife and i were driving to the store one day Okay, and this was right when the pandemic started, like people are on lockdown. We had just started having to wear masks. It was the it was the beginning. Like this is when I was 27. All right. I'm 29 right now. This was the 
to put that even in a further concept, this was pre-Papa Bear having babies. Jordan was pregnant with Gracie at this point. That's how fucking long this thing has been running. But we're listening to the Folklore album on our way to go shopping. And it was one of those things where it was like, you stay in the car. I'm going to run in and grab a few things. I'll mask up. This is a pandemic, apparently. We don't know what the fuck that means at this point. But you, I'll throw the mask on. I don't need you getting that Rona. And then you stay safe and sound in the car protecting our infant in your body because we don't know what the fuck this is. So I ran in. And when I came back out, the folklore album had been looping in the car. And Jordan goes, Taylor Swift talks about face fucking in this song. And I went, what? Because her delivery to that statement was so matter of fact. She basically said, hey, Taylor Swift is a singer. That was how she said the sentence. Taylor Swift talks about face fucking in this song. And I went, what? And today, now, two years in the future from this story, this song came on and I got smacked in the fucking face with this memory. And now I'm going to implant it into your brain for the rest of your life. Now, you might not even remember this song because it was two years ago and a lot of stuff has happened since then. But we're going to listen to this fucking song. And now from here on out, you're going to be like, VJA ruined this song for me and B made this song so much better because now I get to have a giggle every time. Because Taylor Swift 100% talks about face fucking in this song. And now you're not going to be able to unhear it. Check this out, dude. Remember this song? Now, it's the, the song is Mad Woman by Taylor Swift. Okay, now I come into the car. There's no music playing because it's paused at this certain point. And my wife goes, Taylor Swift talks about mouth fucking in this song. And I go, run it because I don't know what the hell you're talking about. And she just goes ahead and plays this. And she's looking at me like, you'll see. She's looking at me dead serious like, hey, just like the dictionary is a compilation of how to spell and pronounce words, this song talks about mouth fucking. Drive home. Do you see my face in the neighbor's lawn? Does she smile? Or does she mouth fuck you forever? Pause. Direct eye contact. I start scream laughing. Okay? Scream laughing. And I said, what? She goes, listen. Listen again. Listen again. She talks about, she talks about fucking, she, she said, or does he mouth fuck you forever? Do you see my face in the neighbor's lawn? Does she smile? Or does she mouth fuck you forever? First of all, let's, we know that that's not what she says. Okay. We know that Taylor Swift and her song Mad Woman doesn't say, does she smile or does she mouth fuck you forever? We know that, babe. We know that. And my wife, I don't know if she got pinpointed in her brain. I mean, she was pregnant, right? So she had all sorts of shit going on in terms of she hears something. And that's just fact because nothing else matters other than her initial thought at this time. And she goes, yep, that's just the way that it is. And I go, do you really think that she says, does she mouth fuck you for? She's like, yeah. She's asking if she, the guy's if if she's gonna get if she's gonna mouth fuck the guy forever. And I was like, <laughs> or does she mouth fuck you forever? Or does she mouth those words? And she goes, I like my version better. <laughs>
And that's just a little, all I'm doing with that is I'm just implanting that into your brain. Some time in the next three fucking years, Mad Woman by Taylor Swift is just going to play. And you're going to hear that second fucking stanza and you're going to go, or does she mouth fuck you forever? <laughs> I should listen to VJ's podcast. That's what's going to happen in the next few years, dude. <laughs> That's my favorite shit. That's my favorite shit. I'll, my, I, my wife is the perfect candidate for just getting backed into corners with that shit. Like, you know, the EYES trick, the EYES trick. Okay. We're going to play a game right now. Okay, I'm going to say it exactly how it... Now, if you know this game, you're already going to know the answer, and it's going to be like, ah, fuck. I already know this. This might be a waste of a couple minutes. But if you haven't heard this game yet, I want you to let me know if I fucking got you. If you got backed... If you got trapped in your brain and you got pinpointed, because I pinpoint trapped my wife's brain for the better part of four minutes with this until I had to spoon feed her the fucking answer. Okay? Now... Play along with me for a second. You ready? Spell yes. Out loud. Do this out fucking loud. I don't care if you're at work. I don't give a shit if you're at the gym. Okay? If you're in a public place and you got me in your headphones right now, babe, you're going to play along. Don't be a bitch about it. Ready? Spell yes. Say it three times. Spell it two more times. What does E-Y-E-S spell? Okay, if you just got if you just got pinpointed, now say it again. Say yes three times. Spell yes twice. Say it two more times. What does E-Y-E-S spell? Now, I trapped if you know the answer, you know the answer. If you don't know the answer, I trapped my fucking wife with this, and it was the fu- the look of realization that washed over her face when she realized that I just lit- – she was like, E-yes. And I was like, what does E-Y-E-S spell? She was said, E-yes. And I said, E-yes, and she goes, eh, oh, no, eh-yes. And I was like, also wrong. Also – she's like, that's not a word. And I was like, spell eyes. <laughs> And I fucking got her, and I fucking fell out laughing. I am what I am. I'm a hooligan. <laughs> is that not the most? Is that not the dumbest shit you've ever heard? That's that's my wife and mine's relationship. Is uh, Taylor Swift talks about face fucking, and I trapped your brain into not being able to spell the word eyes. And it's all fun and games and everything, but I am definitely going to talk about it for two years. I am what I am. I'm a hooligan. I want to shoot guns, okay? That's one thing that I want to do. So my uncle is the fucking, he, he's like the head of like a SWAT team in, or Washington, actually. It's, he's in Washington. He's not even the head of a SWAT team. I got to be 100% honest. I don't know what he does. I just know that he like started from the bottom. Now he's at the top and it involves protecting people via badges and he has a lot of firearms. That's what I know. Okay, it's like Hanford security, some shit like that, where it's ultimately like, hey, we know how to shoot people in the face if we have to. I that's his job title. If if someone was to ask him, hey, what do you do? He goes, I know how to shoot people in the face if I have to, and I work at a desk now, and I started from the bottom, and now I'm at the top. 
Right? I'm like Drake. I, I started in a fucking wheelchair on Degrassi, and now I pour hot sauce into condoms so that people don't try to impregnate me with my old sperm. Impregnate me? Impregnate themselves with my old sperm. He's like Drake. So he started as a fucking wheelchair riding Degrassi cast member, and now he pours hot sauce into his used condoms to kill the sperms, and then now he's in a lawsuit. That's my uncle via guns. One of the times we got to go out there, and I got to shoot guns on this range, and I got to shoot an M50 sniper rifle, and if you don't think my dick didn't get just a little bit hard at the concept of shooting an M50 sniper rifle, you got another thing coming, all right? You got another thing coming. But I go, I'm a fucking adult now. I can just have guns. I can just buy them now. I'm getting trapped into this fucking line of thinking where I'm surrounded by guys that like they just fucking they love hunting and, you know, they fucking everyone has six guns. And I'm like, I have zero guns and I feel like I should have a gun. And now I'm really getting my I'm really talking myself into buying guns for no other reason other than to just be like, hey, babe, let's go just shoot stuff. And I don't mean like. Let's go kill random small things. I'm saying let's just go put a fucking milk jug out there and a metal fucking plate and let's just shoot them because that's what my wife was raised in. My wife was raised so fucking redneck. She used to race motocross when she was younger, dude. That's what my wife did when she was a kid. While I was climbing trees and learning how to wrestle, she fucking raced motocross and went to mud bogs and watched her fucking family fight in the front lawn. That's what my wife was raised in. So the concept of like us owning guns and just going to the shooting range, she's all down for. And I'm like, I mean, fuck, we're adults now. We can just do that. It's kind of like when you leave your house and you realize you can just eat whatever the fuck you want and stay up as late as you want for the first time because you don't have any rules. I'm on the next phase of that where I'm like, oh, I'm a full grown adult. I could just own all the fucking weapons I want for the sake of let's just go fucking have a fun Saturday. You know what I mean? So I'm going to start doing that. And that's just a random fucking pointless sidebar that I just wanted to throw out there. Okay? Now, don't worry. I'm not going to go shoot any fucking bad puppies that are trying to take down warthogs. You don't got to worry about that from your mans. It doesn't interest me. That's not something that I'm really, like, ever been, like, fucking gung-ho about. But if you don't think I'm going to fuck up a milk jug in some fucking field somewhere with my wife you got another thing fucking coming it's been a weird fucking day dude it's been a weird fucking week quitting nicotine not getting tattoo going to fucking cabela's watching it's just been strange it's just been strange fucking week remembering that taylor swift talks about face fucking it's just been one of those fucking weeks we did we have the merch drop it's just a lot of stuff going on and i mean ultimately at the end of the day it's really hard to get a grasp on the type of week i was because i wasn't even coherent throughout the entire thing but good thing i had a, a badass wife who understood that i was detoxing from everything and i slept for 10 and a half hours a night Now, here's one thing I can promise, though. Um, the the podcast will return to normal. Just let me get this week out of the way. This is the this is the quitter week. This is the quitter week. And I only I've only quit one other thing in my entire fucking life. And uh, this is this this is the other thing. <laughs> 
So just hold on with me, babe. All right, we'll bounce back. We'll get back into it. But, oh, what's the other thing that I quit in my life? I don't know. When I was third grade, I played soccer. (laughs) Now, I was raised with one of those classic fathers that was like, if you fucking start something, you're finishing it. I don't give a shit how bad you are. I don't give a shit if it was the wrong. If you start something in this life, you fucking see it through and you finish it to the end. All right. So uh, soccer started. Now, that's not something that has ever interested my family and my father and me. But it was like my friends are playing soccer, so I'm going to play soccer. I've never tried it before. Maybe I'm a fucking phenom. Because I'm all about being a phenom and being the best. So I go out there. Um, I didn't not look down once the entire game. That, like, the ball would come to me and I would just look at the ball and I would just kick the ball down the field, staring at my feet, not necessarily knowing what direction I was going. It would get stolen from me every single time. And the only time that I got a wide open shot, it was into the wrong fucking goal. So that was my first fucking soccer game. After I finished my orange slices and Capri Sun, I get in the truck with Dad, and I'm sitting there, and I'm disappointed, babe. Okay? I expect more for myself, even in the third grade. I expect to be the best in everything, and that seems like some sort of mental disorder, but I expect it to be the best. And I'm sitting there, and I'm kind of feeling down on myself, and Dad goes, what's up, buddy? And, he, and I go, I don't like soccer. And now what I expected my father to say at this point was, well, I don't care how much you don't like it. You started it, so you're going to finish it. Because he had said that to me about baseball, and we had finished out the season. I ended up playing baseball for a few more years. Just the, anything, that's not a non, anything that's a non-contact sport, I just didn't thrive, all right? I want to put my hands on you, all right? That's me. That's me. I want to fucking, let's have physical altercations and call it a sport. That's me. So when it came to baseball or soccer or shit like that, it was like, eh, I'm not really great at it. I don't love it. It's not that fun. I do pick dandelions in the outfield and when I play baseball. And when I play soccer, I stare at the fucking ground and never score a goal unless it's in the other person's goal. So I, I tell my dad that I just... I don't really like soccer and fully expecting to hear the, well, you're going to finish this season out and then you don't have to do it next season if you don't want to. Instead, he goes, yeah, this one's not your sport, bud. And I never had to go back. So shout outs to my fucking dad. Oh, babe. It's been fun. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. Since I knew that this episode was going to be a little bit fucking lethargic, like Matt Damon when he's trying to do a fake Boston accent, when it's it's it going to be a little bit fucking lethargic, we're going to do a double bubble here to wrap this up. We are going to do a unqualified dad advice segment, and we're going to learn a couple things, and no, one of those things is not, did you know that Taylor Swift talks about face fucking? It was, it's not going to be the same thing. It's going to be, we're going to learn a new things, but we're going to double down on the end of the episode segments, starting with the unqualified dad advice. We're going to fucking get into it, babe. As always, COVID-19 posts and comments are no longer allowed on this subreddit. Oh, that's the other great thing about this company that I'm going through with the merch, babe, is like, we're going to be able to just add merch as we go. So like, um, I already have another uh, set of merch drop coming in about three weeks. Uh, 
it's not gonna we're not gonna take away the happy Monday. We're just gonna continue to add to the store. And I'm super fucking excited about that concept. So um that's just another option that this new store type of thing goes with. So as we go through, we'll get to add stuff. Like maybe we'll have a COVID-19 post and comments are no longer allowed on the subreddit t-shirt. I think that would be fun. I also wanted to have a cartoon of Matthew McConaughey holding a pickle. <laughs> I, want, I wanted to do that. And I wanted to say, let's play a game. <laughs> but anyways, that's, you know, that's just in my brain. I shouldn't even talk about that shit on the podcast. But we're here. We're on the advice segment on Reddit, and we're going to try and help some people and or call them out for their bullshit. Let's do some unqualified dad advice. Scroll. Stop. How do I stop talking to my brother by Jess on a mission? Well, Jess is on a mission, and her mission slash his mission, because it's a unisex name, is how do they stop talking to their brother? And that's super fucking weird concept. How about just stop fucking talking to them? I want to talk to my entire family and I want to talk to all of my brothers and I am so bad with my fucking phone and my messages that I just don't talk to anybody and I feel really, really bad about that and I need to get better at that. But I don't talk to my fucking family on accident. So how can you have that much fucking struggle with how do I stop talking to my brother? I I, tr- I want to put in an effort to talk to my family more, and I don't talk to them. So how is this? Let's find out. My brother has been my number one hater since the day I was born. Well, I mean, yeah, that's how that's an older brother's job. He's got to get a little jealous from the jump. You're just you're taking over the baby position. Get the fuck out of here. Literally, the day I was born, he told my mom to take her back and get rid of her. Okay, so Jess is a female. Since childhood, he bullied me so bad I wanted to die at eight years old. Now that we're older, our relationship is better than it was because he grew up. But I'm pursuing a career, and he is really unsupportive of me. As much as I encourage him, he is very good at hurting me still. How the hell do I just stop talking to this person? I feel like there's some terrible psychology going on. Well, I don't know. This, there wasn't enough detail to determine whether or not you just have a normal sibling fucking relationship or if it is, in fact... uh that detrimental to your psyche i guess (laughs) i mean don't be such a bitch about it that your older brother like i pick on my fucking younger siblings hard as fuck and guess what we love each other to the end of the fucking earth you think that we won't die for each other in a fucking heartbeat and that's with the fact that i jump out of fucking corners and scare the shit out of them to this day they have ptsd from that shit okay so I don't understand, like, uh, is it that bad? It's like, oh, he picks on me. And yeah, he said the, the the little kid thing of take her back and get rid of her. Are you harboring that resentment from finding out that story when you grew up a little bit to like, he's never loved me. Bitch, he's your older brother. He probably fucking loves you. But the only love language that older siblings know how to talk usually is bullying because that's our job. But if it's really that detrimental to you, if it's like really, if he really is that unsupportive, maybe A, he's dealing with a little bit of insecurity because you got a new career. Maybe he's not happy where he is in his life and so he's not being very supportive of you. But it shouldn't be dependent on him to be supportive of you to be, to, for you to feel a certain way about yourself. Okay? I mean, if you're like an adult and you're on your own and you got this new career, fuck him. He's your brother. He's, he could, he could be the fuck up. He could go do his own fucking thing. It'll be fine. I mean, I don't understand this at all. If it's that 
toxic with quotes around it than just fucking cut it out like a cancer. I don't understand how hard it is just to not talk to someone. Let's see. Let's see what one of the fucking replies is. One one fucking reply. Um, Jer Morningstar says, similar to my sister and I, she is so toxic. Fucking dude, babe, when Papa Bear's right, when Papa Bear's right about the vernacular that people like to use in order to play the fucking victim, he's right. So when people put seven O's in the word so and then finish it up with toxic, I already knew that that's how you're going to describe it. Okay. I was just done and never tried again. When she's in the same room, I act as if she's not there. Fine. Be a little bitch about it. And when you run into a little bit of adversity in life, just get oversensitive and just push him away. You know? Don't learn how to fucking have an actual heart-to-heart with someone and have a fucking real conversation about how they might be making you feel or how their actions are being portrayed inside your own goddamn brain. Just be like, I'm done talking to you. Yep. Fucking Sally, scroll, stop. Buying tampons, I don't know what to do. All right. I'm not going to have any jokes with this one because this is something that literally just flash forwarded me 14 years to where I was like, let's see uh, what my possible future could be because I have two little baby girls that I'm going to be buying tampons and pads and all sorts of shit for all the fucking time. And they're going to. And I'm going to make sure that they are not uncomfortable coming to their dad with any sort of questions that they need answered. So some are cardboard, some are plastic. Which is better? This is my first period. Congratulations. <laughs> Plus, I don't know if I can even afford these. The cheapest pack is $4.99, so I have $5. Taxes. Ugh, I'm stressing. Please help. I don't know what to do. Okay. I know that for sure. This is coming from a guy with a penis who's never had a fucking period in his life. But I would say, uh, ladies, help me out if I'm wrong in this one. Um, it's got to be trial and error. And also in terms of the price, there's got to be ways to get. Here's another thing. There's got to be ways to get stuff like free stuff from schools. And I'm sure that there are tons of clinics and stuff that have tampons for free. In terms of what's better, cardboard or plastic, I have no idea. I assume that since they make both, it depends on the woman, right? What you prefer. That's what I would assume. So, like, 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 let's flash forward. And let's say for whatever fucking reason Jordan isn't helping me out this week. She has a work trip. And then Gracie gets her first period. And I, and I say Gracie, not Charlotte, because Gracie's probably going to hit it first, right? That's why. And suddenly I have to deal with Gracie's first period with her by herself. You know what we're doing? We're going to the store and we're buying every single fucking thing because I don't know what's going to be the best. All right. Actually, you know what I would do legitimately in a situation like that? I would say only use a pad. That's what I would say. I would say until you can get some fucking actual expert advice or opinions or some guidance, just use a pad. Don't be you don't have to like shove anything up there. Just fucking get a pad and. Replace it if you bleed it in your underwear a little bit. Like the only people that feel weird about that are people who aren't educated. So just use a pad until you can talk to someone who is going to help you out. Good enough. I wish. See, now you know what this just did? This just made me realize that I have to have a fucking talk with my wife about what I would say to Gracie because I don't know. I don't know, dude. But I would assume that, like, 
if you have five dollars, you can get yourself some pads and some tampons, like the dollar stores or something. But that's the thing. I don't know anything about the quality. Dude, I got to learn more about fucking feminine hygiene products. I got two daughters. I just realized I'm dropping the ball so aggressively. We'll learn about that. We'll find something out about that. Scroll. Stop. Do I go to sleep? Oh, that's a fucking weird-ass title. Do you go to sleep? Yeah, you sleep. What do you mean? Hey, are you dead? Then you probably sleep, because if you didn't sleep, you'd die. Okay, let's... What the fuck? The title sounds really dumb, I know. How self-aware. How self-reflective of you. Because right when I read it, I go, that's really fucking dumb. And then I open it, and it says, the title sounds really dumb. Hey, Bipolar Lollipop XO, horrible fucking name. At least you're self-aware. You're not self-aware about your fucking name, though. Bipolar Lollipop XO. Sound like you're in a fucking Club Penguin chat. The title sounds really dumb, I know, but I'm extremely indecisive and can't make good decisions for myself for the life of me. It's currently 4.04 a.m. as I type this bit. I have work at 9.45 a.m. and will have to wake up at about 8 I know that if I sleep, this is, oh, are you fucking for real wasting our time with this? I know that if I sleep, I'll be even more tired and moody, but if I don't, I'll probably be dead by midday. I can't sleep to fall asleep, and it's driving me nuts. Is it worth falling asleep? Also, any tips on how to fall asleep quickly? I mean, what a waste of fucking time. Hey, bipolar lollipop XO, go to sleep. Shut the fucking screen off. Close your fucking eyes, set your alarm, go to sleep. Guess what? What's done is done. You're already going to have a shitty fucking day. That was, hey, hey, real quick, congratulations. Let's see if I, I don't even have a fucking sound drop for it, but uh, we need to have like a, ooh, congratulations fucking sound drop because let's just, let's just say that this is the congratulations sound drop for this episode. Congratulations, you just had the dumbest fucking advice post we've ever seen, and it's been 44 episodes. Hey! Congratulations, you not only wasted my time, but the the time of all the people in the den. I hope you don't sleep, and I hope you also can't sleep tomorrow night, and I hope that you go on 57 hours, and then you slip into a coma for wasting our time. Congratulations. That topic was that that was a foot job fucking advice topic. Okay, that was a that was a it seems interesting, but at the end of the day, it was a huge fucking waste of time. So thank you for giving us the foot job topic of the episode. Fucking the foot job topic of the entire fucking podcast ever since its inception. Do I go to sleep? It's four oh four AM. Hey, Much like a foot job, we were confused in the beginning, and nothing came out of it. And now our dick is chafed. So thanks for that. Scroll. Stop. This is from a 19-year-old male. I need to get better with conflict and asserting myself. Let's fucking do it. Essentially what it says in the title. As a result of this, I have notable people in my life that take advantage of me materially and emotionally. When I try to call them out on even ridiculously basic things like not talk, taking my stuff without asking, I almost choke and can't get the words out of my mouth. The latest chapter is that 
awesome. I loved that transition using the words latest chapter. Awesome transition. The latest chapter is that my landlord potentially illegally breached a written agreement. And when I talked to them, the entire conversation was a entirely on their terms as I offered only meek resistance. If my headstrong lawyer father hadn't interviewed me, wouldn't have intervened for me, sorry. I would have let myself be bullied into a corner and it would have hurt me financially. I'm a 6'4 guy who lifts weights five times a week and yet I let certain people who I don't owe anything to or respect walk all over me. I'm just so sick of being a doormat. Others who have been in a similar headspace, how do you get out? That's a fucking... See, like that right there, dude, what an actual great fucking question. Let's actually dive into how we can fucking help. There's there's like actual tactical things that you can do in order to assert yourself, like actual little hacks that you can do to assert yourself. And then there's the, the natural air that you give off. Okay, first of all, direct eye contact in a serious gaze is always going to be beneficial when you have to assert yourself in a situation. Don't show emotion on your face. Make the entire situation be from the beginning like they have to prove something to you. Be apathetic in your engagement with the person that you're expecting to have an altercation with. So you are direct down the fucking pipe, staring into their eyes, not showing any emotion. That kind of gives you the cards. Now, when you start talking, if they try to talk over you, you don't even hesitate. You just continue to talk while maintaining eye contact. They're going to break eye contact and continue to try to keep talking as if they're just passing off on what you were saying, at which point you say, hold on. I'm still talking. And then you just continue right on. There needs to be zero hesitation in your speech pattern, including the interjection. Okay. That is the most assertive thing that you can do in any sort of conversation, especially when it has to be confrontational. Because what are they going to say? Are they, if they're going to get all defensive and come at you or something, be like, well, I was talking first, right? So that doesn't matter. So let me finish my point. And then you get into your point. You just have to keep it rolling. You can't get so wrapped up in your head about what they are going to think about you with what you say. Because that's, that's what's holding you up. That's what holds up most people is like, oh, what is this person going to, quote, think about me? I don't want to be portrayed as this way. And when you get all fucking worked up back and forth in your head about what the other person's going to think about you, you come off as weak, which is where you're at right now. And now you want to fix it. And another little hack, say no more. Because when people are trying to use you as a doormat, they're going to start throwing out their opinions like fucking crazy. Like, say there was an interaction. What was the one thing you said? Your landlord potentially illegally breached a written agreement. And when I talked to them, the entire conversation was entirely on their terms. They're going to say, whenever they say something along the lines of, well, we just thought we would come in and you say, no. You start the confrontation with a no. That lays the groundwork. That lays the groundwork for no we're going to have a fucking argument about this. I'm not going to be some passe, fucking agreeable, weak person that you're going to be able to step step on. You already have an intimidating presence at 6'4", okay? So you're going to get a fucking little dick Napoleon type bastard who's going to try to only use his words. The more cool, calm, and collected you can stay... The more apathetic in your emotional expression you can stay and the more you're willing to comfortably say no and continue to talk, the better off you're going to be. And the thing with that is it's just practice. Be more confrontational day by day 
until the point where you can turn it on and turn it off as a switch. But I think for now, you probably want to lean towards let's be a little more confrontational in our day-to-day life. That way you get those reps in. You get more practice. You get more comfortable with asserting yourself. And then you can turn it on and off like a switch. Because right now, the only switch you have is off. You don't want to be confrontational. I mean, I bet 6'4 has actually probably hurt your mentality in this because probably for most of your life, you've wanted to kind of shrink yourself down a little bit. You probably feel like you're in the way, and that has made your brain feel like you were in the way, which has made your self-assessment of yourself as a small person. So you got to practice and just use those uh, few little tips and tricks. Use those few tips and tricks, and then you'll grow your own skill set with it on your own. So yeah, hope that helped. That's fucking cool. God, some of these we answer, and I just really wish that we could follow up with them in the future to see if it worked out. But we can do that if you jump into the subreddit, the fucking cheer up babe subreddit, or I mean, sorry, the unqualified dad advice subreddit. They have one. So if you go to Uh, If you type in Reddit and you type in unqualified dad advice, there's an unqualified dad advice subreddit. You can talk to other cubs. You can submit fucking your own advice, and I can answer it right here. And I won't be mean. I won't be as mean to the cubs, for sure. If you ask a stupid thing, I won't. Actually, I promise I won't be as mean to the cubs, regardless of what you post. Even if it's, hey, it's 404, and I should I go to bed? Even if it's that, I will frame it nicer to you, babe, because you're, you're my babe. You're my babe. Okay, real quick. Let's fucking learn something real fast that we didn't know we needed to know. All right, now welcome to our little fucking let's pump up our trivia. Let's, 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 let's grow our trivia muscles portion of the podcast that we're still ironing out. But it is the sound drop or it is the segment that I do get to go welcome to. Where we're going to learn fucking new things, and you're going to be able to take them, and you're going to have them in your brain throughout the fucking week. And it's going to be so fucking random. Like, for this one, I didn't have anything specific, like, why do we get goosebumps? What we what we did is we went to mentalfloss.com, naturally, as we are one to do. And they have an article titled, 44 Things You Didn't Know You Needed to Know. Okay, such a redundant title, but it doesn't matter. Here's the deal. I've already skipped down five fucking things because it's so dumb. Like the third one or the second one was, why do the best ideas come to us in the shower? I was trying to avoid BuzzFeed articles, but that's what that one felt like. So we scrolled right past it. And then we got to, why isn't Walt Disney World overrun by mosquitoes? Here's what I'm going to guess. There's some sort of spray. Okay. Um, And that's the end of my guess. Let's see. It would be a feat to get rid of pesky mosquitoes anywhere. But Walt Disney World in swampy Florida, where insects are abundant, to deal with the pests, Disney employs a comprehensive program that includes spraying insecticides and and maintaining natural predators. But they do it with a level of vigilance that is fearsome to behold. Okay really gassing it up the park has something called the mosquito surveillance program there are carbon dioxide okay now could you imagine if you're like mom i got a new job oh what do you do i work at disney interesting i never pegged you as a disney employee what do you do there i'm a part of the mosquito surveillance program which sounds like based on the title that you just like watch mosquitoes on a fucking security camera (laughs) somewhere and it's a program so there's a group of you 
There are carbon dioxide traps everywhere. Once they catch something, the team at Disney freezes and analyzes the mosquito population to determine how best to eradicate them. They also use sentinel chickens. What? I'll read that back. They also use sentinel chickens. What? (laughs) Which live in coops all over the park. While these feathered employees are going about their daily lives, their blood is being monitored for mosquito-borne illnesses like West Nile virus. What? Lucky for the chickens, they don't get sick from the virus, but they do produce antibodies. So if they pick it up, the Disney team knows where in the park they got it from, and they can deliver a swift blow to the mosquitoes in that area. Okay, now granted, that's not what I expected to fucking read, so that is actually kind of fucking interesting. What the actual fuck is a sentinel chicken? I mean, hold on. Yeah, I fucking agree. What? Hold on, sentinel, sentinel, don't know how to spell sentinel, chicken. Okay, literally that exact thing. What are sentinel chickens? Sentinel chickens are used by mosquito control for surveillance of mosquito transmitted viruses. Okay, so literally what it is. Okay, thought it was a fancy fucking thing. You know what? Sounds like a fucking Kansas high school mascot. That's what it fucking sounds like. We're, We're the fighting sentinel chickens. So... I mean, you surveil mosquitoes. That's fucking crazy, dude. You know what? That's what I'm going to do after I for sure get fired from my job currently. I'm going to go work at the Mosquito Surveillance Program at Disney. Come join. All right, let's learn another thing. Why do I always wake up five minutes before my alarm goes off? Now, I'm going to guess on this one, too. I'm going to guess that our natural biorhythm gets used to us waking up at a certain point. And since an alarm clock is kind of instigates a fight or flight response that we wake up naturally um, because it's at the same time every single day so that we wake up in anticipation of a soon-to-come fight or flight response like a Pavlov's dog situation. I mean, how smart do I fucking sound right now? Let's see. Because your body's internal clock is just as good as the contract... Oh, is just as good as the contraption shrieking atop your nightstand. Your sleep-weight cycle is regulated by a protein called PER. The protein level rises and falls each day, peaking in the evening and plummeting at night. When PER levels are low, your blood pressure drops. Heart rate slows and thinking becomes foggier. You get sleepy. If you follow a diligent sleep routine, waking up at the same time every day, your body learns to increase your PER levels at the time of your alarm. About an hour before you're supposed to wake up, PER levels rise along with your body temperature and blood pressure. To prepare for the stress of waking, your body releases a cocktail of stress hormones like cortisol. Gradually, your sleep becomes lighter and lighter, and that's why you wake up before your alarm. Your body hates your alarm clock. It's jarring, and it ruins all that hard work. It defeats the purpose of gradually waking up so to avoid being interrupted your body does something amazing it starts increasing per and stress hormones earlier in the night i mean i fucking nailed it dude fucking someone put me on a course okay i want to teach a fucking class someone put me on the fucking course i didn't even have to fucking read a book and i already got that one just from a good guess why is there an r in mrs oh that's actually a good one you know like mr and mrs Why is it Mrs. with an R? In the 1500s, Mrs. was an abbreviation for mistress, the female counterpart of a master. Wow. So never going back to that in 2022. (laughs) 
<laughs> could you imagine? Could you imagine getting married and being like, you're now my mistress, and sh- your wife goes, thank you, master. Like, oh, so get canceled by fucking Twitter immediately. The word mistress has a more general meaning of a woman who is in charge of something. Okay, now, I didn't say something. Okay, that's a quote. The word mistress has a general meaning of, quote, a woman who's in charge of something. The abbreviated form was used most frequently as a title for a married woman. Eventually, the title form took on a contracted R less pronunciation, and by the end of the 18th century, Mrs. was the most acceptable acceptable way to say it. The, furwell, the full word mistress had by then come to stand for a paramour, someone who ex- was explicitly not a Mrs. Okay? I don't know what a paramour is, but yeah. Fuck yeah. So basically, women fucked themselves uh, out of being called mistresses, right? Is that what that is that what I gathered on that one? Fuck yeah, sick. All right, this is going to be our last one, and we're going to wrap it up like with a really, really important fucking thing right here that we all can learn from, all right? Why do Honey's Crisp apples cost so much? I mean, if there's one fucking question that plagues my fucking brain on a daily basis is, I love me a Honey Crisp apple. Why do they cost so much? Introduced commercially in 1991 after being developed by a University of Minnesota holla scientist, the Honey... Well, okay, that's one thing I didn't know. I didn't realize that Honey Crisp apples weren't just a fucking apple. So that's interesting. The Honey Crisp tree demands very specific soil and... Maintenance requirements, the fruit can ripen at all at various times, necessitating more frequent harvests. The skin is thin and delicate, so the apples must be trimmed off by hand. Many of the trees are so fragile they require a trellis to support their branches. Don't know what a trellis is, but hey, there you go. They're just fucking high maintenance. So the Honeycrisp apples are the Kardashians of the apple world. That's ultimately what it is. Dude, we learned so fucking much, babe. All right? Now, that's episode 44, okay? That's our first nicotineless episode um period i was gonna say of 2022 but fucking period and i know that it was probably rough there in a few patches and i appreciate you for sticking it out to the end go buy some fucking merch i'm pretty sure there's going to be a link in the show notes here so if you just literally look at whatever fucking you're listening to the app that you're listening to this on Spotify, iTunes, whatever. You can look in the show notes of this episode. There will be a link right there to go to the store and check out the new merch. Also, if you could review the podcast, that would really help out the Cubs and the Den in 2022. It always does get us a little bit out there into people's ears. It pushes us into different platforms and things like that. Also, share the podcast with your friends. All right, there's never enough Cubs in the Den. And the more Cubs we get, the more I love doing this. So thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. I hope you have a happy Monday. Go out there. Don't be a bummer. And cheer up, babe.